स्पाइस रेडियो रेडियो रूम जिम सुन रहे हैं हम गपशप का प्रोग्राम है हमारी घड़ी में बाद दोपहर के दो बजकर सात मिनट हुआ चाहते हैं अब से लेकर तीन बजे तक आपका और हमारा साथ रहेगा हमारे आज के इस कार्यक्रम में जिसका नाम बड़े प्यार से हमने गपशप रखा है क्योंकि इसमें वो सभी बातें जो आज आपकी नज़रों में अटकेंगी खटकेंगी और दिल में समाएंगी उन सबको लेकर हम हाजिर हैं ये बताते हुए कि बाहर हल्की हल्की बूंदाबांदी हो रही है हमारे बोलीबी के स्टूडियो के बाहर एंड दिस इज मोस्ट वेलकम रेन दैट वी ऑल वॉन्ट and the haze has gone from bc and uh, i think sorry that's important because yes. I, i was just in my car the other day yeah. and my eyes were irritated were they irritated yeah. because you know it was very very strong and and people who have a little bit of a problem breathing i understand were being asked to stay inside and i saw that one day we were the worst in the world right, oh for air quality oh my god really is that something cuz we're used that to that is amazing yeah we're used to such good clean air here but do you know that about 10 years ago air from bc was being bottled and sold to people in japan <laughs> no <laughs> yes. can't can't be yes oh And, and and there was fresh air from BC that's being sold to people. Oh no. Who would buy that? I don't know. Oh. Anyway, people do silly things. Talking about silly things, our prime minister has done something very silly. He has called 19th of September to be a national holiday. Actually, it's called a federal holiday. So that means government offices are closed, banks, ports, interprovincial trucking can be operated as usual but you know if they need they they can close our uh, train services will have to be maybe uh, a little uh, slim um ferry terminals might want to work might not want to work but government offices will all be closed banks and schools can you imagine that it's it's rough and you know another one is the courts the courts are going to be closed that's right that's provincial um you know i okay. think i think so, they're doing it provincially but. so that was federal so the federal government said okay we're going to do this hey provinces and territories what are you going to do alberta said we're not going to do anything we're just going to um you know have a moment of silence uh, a minute of silence at 10 am no closures british columbia being british columbia government offices and schools are going to be closed private businesses can be optional manitoba said no closures just day of mourning new brunswick exactly like uh, you know british columbia all offices closed uh, newfoundland and labrador all offices and government offices closed northwest territory said no no closures and uh, so did ontario and quebec and saskatchewan and it's tough to know what is the fallout going to be from this like for example the courts like yes. I, one of my colleagues was supposed to be in court on monday yeah but his luckily his case uh, resolved but if he went to court and let's say he had an expert witness scheduled to testify right well the expert likely is going to charge of course so who's going to pay that yeah not the government the guy who's called the expert witness and that is a sad part can someone sue the government for that good question <laughs> <laughs> um i you know i'd have to think about it but i don't think so no. um basically <laughs> when you're thinking about suing people for things it's got to be something that's significant in terms of damages okay hold on for a second let me on this because i have a very good question to ask you about 
you know, some cases that are that have been brought up in front of Supreme Court of Canada and amazing results in that. But say, for example, all the people, all the parents of British Columbia and say, no, it was very little time. We could not find a babysitter. We could not get our children. We had to take a day off. All of them got together and there was a class action against the province of British Columbia and the government of Canada. What would happen in that case? Well, you know, we, we elect a government yes. to represent us, to make decisions on these sorts of things. Yes. So, you know, kind of kind of just scaling back and saying, well, I'd have to look at it <laughs> further. Uh, <laughs> but just, you know, off the top of my head, I would say because we entrust these people to make these decisions, ah. these type of things come up and that's what they do. So I, I think we're gonna, we'd be hard-pressed to then bring a claim against them for doing what we've elected them to do. Oh, uh, not the answer you want. No, <laughs> I was hoping you would say, oh, okay, if 1,500 uh, parents got together, yes, you guys have a case against the provincial and the federal government. No, it's not like that. No, and it's, it's kind of if, if they're acting within the powers that they're given and they make decisions within those powers, then it's going to be very hard to bring a claim against them. You and I were talking a little bit about this um, court case that came up, and it was, um, you know, a fly in a bottle. Yes, so that's... Do you, do you remember that one? I, I do. Yeah. I do. And, and how, how did that come about? Well, I think we were just talking about something in terms of these interesting cases that mm -hmm. come up from time to time. Yes. And this case is actually all the, went all the way to the Supreme Court of Canada, it was decided back in 2008, mm -hmm. and the case's name is Mustafa versus Culligan of Canada. Mm -hmm. So essentially what happened is there was this individual replacing his water bottle mm. uh, for a cooler. Mm. So for his family. And he took one out. He was going to put the other one in. And the new one that was sealed had maybe one or two flies in it. Wow. So he sees this. And he has a, you know, a pretty big reaction to it. Right. Psychologically. Yes. So he's got depression afterwards. He's right. got anxiety. Because he drank that water? He didn't drink it. Yeah. He saw it. Yeah. And, ah. then, he, and then he started thinking about, well, what health condition problems can this be to me, to my family? Right. And his thought process led him down that path where he got psychiatrically injured. So depression, anxiety. And we're not talking, you know, he was just upset. Because I'll, I'll talk about that later. But if you're just upset, you can't bring a claim against anybody. Oh. But he actually had damages. So what that means is there was, he went to see a doctor, mm. and the injuries were such that the doctor's professionals said he has a medical diagnosis. Wow. So it ended up interfering with his life. Mm. So, you know, things he liked to enjoy to do. Um, the judgment says it was debilitating for him. Because he became very paranoid? That, and let's say somebody's very depressed. Yeah. You can't function. No. Right? It's like, you know, on a very serious note, depression's a very serious thing. It is. It is. And there's some people who, when are depressed, cannot even get up from bed and can sleep for days without right. getting up. Right. Right. And just to kind of give you a sense of, you know, how serious was it for this individual? Uh -huh. Well, 
it wasn't a, a case where, you know, it went in front of the judge and the judge threw it out. No, he did. No, he did not. Ah. So the initial judge actually found that the water company was liable hmm. and was awarded this individual 80000 in pain and suffering. Hmm. Two, 24 dollars uh, sorry 24,000 in hmm. special damages okay now that number jumps out to me because that means this individual spent out of his own pocket hmm. $24,000 for things related to his injuries so that could be therapy wow. um, it could be medications it could be um, travel expenses hmm. um, 237,000 in damages for loss of business so the effect on him was so significant that it resulted in decreased earnings to him hmm. of, of over, well over $200,000. How long did this whole case take? To, when did, you mean how long yeah. does it take to get to the courts? Right. So um, looks like... Looks like it was at least a few years. Right, right. It couldn't have been just he found the uh, fly in a bottle. It must have taken him a few days to just, you know, digest what he he had seen and how he was feeling. And then obviously um, must have talked to a, a legal counsel to find out, you know. Yeah, so, so what happens with these decisions? I've got the Supreme Court of Canada decision in front of me, but I don't, yeah. I don't have the lower court. So the right. lower court will have all the details. So, but, you know, in terms of how long would this be for? I'm, I'm assuming with these types of damages, it would have been a few years at least before he got to court. So the lower court thought it was serious enough that I'm going to award this much in damages. Mm -hmm. So then it goes to the Court of Appeal, mm. and the Court of Appeal overturned it. And then the person who was injured then appeals to the Supreme Court of Canada. Right. So this is the big one, right? Yes. Because the Supreme Court of Canada is it. It's yeah. the biggest court, uh, highest authority in Canada. And they don't accept all cases. Yeah. So they look at it. You, you know, you put your submissions in and they decide whether they can accept it or not. Mm -hmm. So then they accepted it and they upheld the Court of Appeals decision, which threw the case or dismissed the case. So they said that this individual who saw the fly was unsuccessful. They mm. dismissed his claim. Mm. So the analysis was, well, what this person went through was mm. real. Mm. So in the court, you know, you were talking about, well, what if, can we sue the government? Well, the court said in order to sue people for your injuries, it has to be something that's significant. Mm. So if you've got emotional upset, mm. that's not enough. Okay, so I'll get all sorts of calls. Somebody mm. might call me and they might say to me, I was at a restaurant and uh, something was in my food mm. and I'm upset. Mm. Well, you can't make a claim just because you're upset. Mm. It's got to lead to some significant problems. All right. So, you know, the Supreme Court of Canada accepted this was serious, mm. but then they said, well, we've got to be reasonable, not only the, per the person that's injured, but also to the person who the claim is against. Right. And the reason is, let's say somebody does something wrong. Now, what if you can't anticipate, so you, you don't, you can't, thinking about it, you can't think that something so bad will happen to this individual. Should they be responsible for his damages? Hmm. And they, the test, you know, they, they threw around different words for the test, but an individual of ordinary fortitude. Hmm. So that means the, the reasonable person. Hmm. Would a reasonable person seeing a fly in a bottle 
have had the reaction that, that this guy had that he had mm. and they said no mm. and they said because of that you know we can't hold this water company responsible mm. for this reaction which was completely different than what you would expect mm. isn't that interesting yeah so i would have cited with the the person who went through the psychological breakdown yeah and you know uh, a judge at the um superior court level so pretty high court mm. in ontario would have agreed with you mm. so it's not wrong yeah, yeah. In, in terms of your thought process right but there's different ways of analyzing it and according to the law it's wrong right now what you've got to also think about is the courts have in their mind not only well this individual yeah but what's the repercussion of it what's the repercussion yeah. they make this decision yeah and what's the fallout now yeah. for everybody else So just, you know, going back to what we're talking about, you know, like I said, I've received calls about people seeing something in their food and yeah. and so forth or let's say somebody says something to them it's upsetting. Yeah. Well, you know, it it's got to be beyond just upset. So is it would it be a physical thing if someone is physically hurt would that constitute you being in a stronger position to sue someone so it it depends like so when we're talking in the context of food for mm. example mm. now let's say somebody's at a restaurant mm. they eat something that's bad mm. and that results in them getting these gastrointestinal issues yes and uh, you know I'm not pulling this out of uh, the air I actually no. read a case like this right it's hard to prove but if you can prove that because of what they ate there they've developed a condition right. that's significant then that's a good claim. Mm. Now is it easier if it's physical versus psychological? Mm. In reality it it shouldn't make a difference but, but it it, w- it will be easier because if you kind of do something and somebody gets hurt mm. physically mm. that's something that's more easily to easily anticipated. And also it's not happening to a person because of their mental well-being or disposition if i i am eating something and it is disturbing my system it would disturb somebody else's system as well not that my system is different from their system right so if if you're right so physically if that would have impacted people in a significant way not yes. just this one individual yes yes then you're Then in a much a stronger position. position all right the one and only mel chaudhry from simpson thomas and associates is in the studios today we're going to take a short commercial break and we'll be right back we've got some very interesting questions to ask him and if you have any questions you can call in at 604 280 1200 or 6042998863 will be right back Spice Radio or Radio Ramjim Sundaram gapshap ka program hai aur aaj hamare sath Mel Chaudhary hain Simpson Thomas and Associates ki taraf se and we're talking about you know um kis tarah se aap koi case kisi ke khilaf la sakte hain so we were talking about many different scenarios and i thought we'll spend another 5 minutes 10 minutes on this particular topic before i go to my favorite topic which is icbc cases <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah talking to you but say for example um you know on radio for example we have to have 
you know, we have a code of ethics as to what we can say and what we cannot say. We cannot go on radio and uh, malign a person. We cannot go on radio and um, talk about their private business or, you know, badmouth them. If we have proof of what they've done and it is like violently and very wrong, as a news you can talk about it, but you cannot give your own opinion on that. And if you want to give your own opinion like I did in the beginning of the program, it's my opinion. And I have to stand by my opinion. And in that case, if Justin Trudeau felt that I was being mean to him and I said, you know, Justin Trudeau shouldn't have done this, it's hurt many people, then he can personally talk to me about that. And I will stand my own ground on that. But I will have my own reasons why I did that. But having said that, if someone is, if someone says to you privately and, and, and uh, or in front of many people calls you out um, and you are a respectable person in the community and a lot of people are watching all this and, and they start having a different sort of opinion about you, can you at that point be liable? So if someone slanders you yeah. and it's in front of other people, yes. so like you said, libel, uh, slander, defamation. Um, so it's not my area, right? No, but, no. but I was practicing Calgary yes. for, for a period. And the law firm that I worked for did do defamation cases. Wow. And they worked for um, a, a big newspaper there. And yeah, you can be liable. For defamation, so you got to be careful what you say. Mm-hmm. So if you're representing a fact mm. that is untrue, mm. and yes, but that's the thing; it's got to be untrue. Yes. So let's say somebody says something, but it's true. Yeah. Well, that's a different story. That exactly. But there are protections for people so that people don't do that. Yeah, yeah. And that's if true. and then if there's damages, right? Mm-hmm. What are the damages? Mm. So the damages could be if a person's reputation suffers so much that his customers no longer come to him. Mm. Well, that's a, probably a good case, right? For for defamation. There you go. Yeah. So there are many different ways. People just can come up to you and say, "Okay, I ate a bad burger. I want to sue the company." Right. Um, but there are channels for, for dealing with that, right? It, just because you can't sue somebody doesn't mean you can't <laughs> deal with it. That's true. So, you know, you can go to part of the government that deals with restaurants and healthy and uh, health and food safety, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and they can help you with things like that. But it's just not, you're, you're not going to sue them in court, though. No, no. Um, now, what are, so you mentioned that there are some cases in which people can sue. And, and those are, if things are, if you are physically hurt by somebody's actions, uh, brings me to ICBC. Um, in the last little while, well, last night actually, a guy um, was a hit and run. And the guy did not stop, but the person was hurt so badly that uh, it was touch and go, and he's in the hospital right now. So in this particular case, what would ICBC do? 
Yeah, so just, just because the system has changed yeah. and you can't sue drivers right. doesn't mean these serious accidents don't happen. Right. Right? So it, it's, it's a no-fault system now. Mm. So the uh, person who's injured, they're probably in the hospital. Yes. So hopefully they're being well taken care of there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now the hospital for these serious injuries, they'll have a social worker involved, mm -hmm. usually. Mm. And the social worker will reach out to ICBC and what he'd be entitled, he or she would be entitled to are rehabilitation expenses, therapy, you know, what, what's required around the home to be able to move around in the home, um, and income replacement. So those are the type of benefits that are available for the most part. All right, say for example, this particular person uh, is hurt so badly that for life this person is going to be now on a wheelchair, paraplegic. And entire life is going to be spent like that. Is ICBC going to look at that or just the loss of income in the next little while? It would be for their, for their lifetime. Then it will yeah. be for their lifetime. So if somebody is going to be off work from now until they would have retired, Hmm. Then, you know, you look at, well, what would those benefits be going forward until this person would have stopped working? Hmm. So retirement. Um, and those costs can be pretty large, hmm. right? So you've got one is the work issue. Um, another one, but there's a cap to that. Like you, it's not an unlimited amount of money. So let's say if somebody's a really high income earner, there's going to, you know, there's going to be some type of a cap. Um, the other thing would be these expenses. So if someone is, they can't take care of themselves and they need to have this around-the-clock care, hmm. right? So based on what the coverage says with ICBC, they should provide that. But, you know, it's got to be what's reasonable. Okay. Can I take it one level forward, further? And this person is a very... Um, valuable member of the team where this person worked and that business has lost this person. What happens to that business? So um, it depends if that person owns the business. If they don't own the business, then you know the loss is that person's, right? So if someone's and it's, got... It's also the loss of the company. That's true. Um, so, but what happens is the person who's able to make a claim is the individual that's hurt. Not the company? Not the company. Why not? Because they owe a duty to the person that they've hurt, as opposed to the company. But if the way, the circumstance that you're describing, though, it would be usually one of the same. And the reason I say that is the person who's so valuable to the company, hopefully they're an owner mm. or, a, or a partner. Mm. So when you're calculating what is this person's loss of income, mm. you're looking at, well, what's the business income that this mm. person could have generated? Now, the person who's going to be in tough shape is going to be the partner, mm. right? Because it's not the, per the partner's claim. No. So they've got a, they're losing this person who is invaluable, as yeah. you described, yeah. and they've kind of have to make a go of it yeah. with, without this person. So I find something wrong with this, the law then. Yeah. You're not, the, you're not the first person. <laughs> <laughs> Mel Chaudhary is with us. And when he comes here, I, I bet 
at night, he must be thinking, what is she going to throw at me today? And I better be prepared for all the questions she's going to ask me. <laughs> <laughs> I come up with a lot of hypothetical questions. But that happens in life, doesn't it? That does. It does. We'll take a short commercial break and we'll be right back with Mel Chaudhary from Simpson, Thomas & Associates. Uh, Mel, if people wanted to talk to you personally and not want to talk on air, what number should they be calling? Yeah, so if you've got like a private family law case or something along those lines, or let's say you've got an employment case, which one of my partners handles, you can call us at 604-689-6888. Perfect. We'll take a short break and we'll be right back. Good. Spice Radio Radio Room, Jim Sindri. I'm Gapshapka program. Mel Chaudhary, Simpson Thomas and Associates. And we're talking about many things now, Mel. You have moved into family law, but you your company was the most well known company dealing with ICBC claims. Um, and I I want to talk a little bit about the ICBC claims. You know, although the laws have changed in you know cases in you know including no fault as of May first, twenty twenty one. Right. Um, can we can a person still sue someone for a motor vehicle accident? Like I just mentioned about this one person who's hit and run case. Yeah, it's it's very rare now. Yeah, where you can sue somebody for uh, a motor vehicle accident. There are some limited exceptions. Okay. So, into the way to think about well, what would the exceptions be? Hmm. It would be for people that would be sued that wouldn't involve ICBC. So the idea, the whole idea of the no-fault system is so that ICBC wouldn't have to pay personal injury damages. Mm. They would pay for rehab expenses mm. and income loss, right? So if they allow you to sue somebody who's insured by ICBC, then that kind of defeats the purpose of the legislation. Oh, so, yes, okay. So what they did is they allowed exceptions for if you sue this party, if they're liable, it wouldn't be covered by ICBC. So I'll give you examples. So there's something called commercial host liability. Mm. So if you go to a bar, right? So somebody who's driven a vehicle and it should, you know, maybe it's just one or two people there in that party and they're drinking a lot. And the person who's serving them can see that they're getting very intoxicated and they don't make inquiries about how this person's getting home or you know it, it's not apparent that this person's not driving, then there could be a case of commercial host liability against that pub. So in that circumstance, you can still bring a claim against the pub. Mm -hmm. Another example would be highway maintenance. Mm. So let's say you're on the highway and the weather is so bad um, snow hasn't been cleared for days. Mm. Well, there's an issue there about should somebody have cleaned that snow? Mm. Is it in an unsafe condition because it hasn't been cleaned? Mm. So that's highway maintenance. Mm. So you could sue a, a contractor or the government who's in charge of that. So that's still possible. And that is if you are in your car and your car swirls and it it bangs all around the place and you get hurt and you hurt somebody else. That is sort of a scenario? Yeah, so the first scenario for the commercial host uh, liability. Yeah, that I understand. So, so, yeah, so that one, you know, person who's injured yes. sues um, the, the, the pub. The pub. 
that served the other driver, right? Right. Yeah, not you. So in this situation, yeah, it's if you're driving along, let's say it's a single vehicle accident, mm. and you know you're driving up towards Whistler, and the road is so bad you can mm. barely hang on, and then the road goes off, you know, the vehicle goes off the road, and you get hurt. Mm. That would be a situation where it's the road maintenance contractor, but not ICBC. Not ICBC. Right. Even if if I if I am driving, and the roads are bad, and I hit somebody else. And that person is also hurt. I'm hurt. Even that person will also sue. Uh... Then, then everybody sues the road contractor, because you, you know, you let's say you lost control and you hit somebody. Well, the reason you lost control is because of the poor road conditions. So the person, the other person who you hit, can sue the road contractor for contributing to that accident. So I am just going to just think. Uh, and just in my head and in my calculator that that ICBC takes a minimum of $1,300 a year, a minimum, okay? I'm talking about very little insurance from a person, um, and there are over, what, 3 million? No, 3 million only in the lower mainland. Uh, so throughout British Columbia, say about uh, 15 million people? No. Mm-hmm. Five million, seven yeah. million, okay, yeah. seven million. Multiplied by seven million people, okay? Not everyone is driving, right? No, no, but uh, I think seven million people, or I, my calculator can't figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> you, bro- you broke your calculator. Let's, <laughs> let's just say there's a lot of money being being made, right? So there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight zeros, nine and one. So... And we, I haven't looked at it in the last little while, but we looked at it a while ago and we talked about the profits that ICBC was making. It was a huge number. We're talking, it was, it was over a billion. So this was a while ago. So I don't know what it is now. But you're right. So I think your thought process is, well, where's all this money going? Yes. Yeah. I know where some of people, I know the lawyers have lost. I know the individuals have lost. And I know who's making money. And people who are providing physiotherapy and uh, services like that, massage therapy, physiotherapy, these are the people who are making money because suddenly they can advertise that you can come to us and uh, if you have an ICBC claim, you know, you can, you don't have to pay for your uh, treatment here. Yeah, you know what? I don't think they're making that much more. They might be making a little bit more. But that system's always been in, like, so this old system we had, Yeah. ICBC still had to pay for, right. for physio massage, right? right? And people would are going to go for therapy if they need it, and therapists will provide therapy if people need it. So they might be making a little bit more, but I wouldn't say that much more. Hmm. Um, but, you know, I don't know. Maybe, who knows? We'd have to take a look at it. Right. But... I, you know, but a lot of this money, like, you know, ICBC was responsible to pay for those expenses before as well. Right. So, but the difference now is they're not having to pay the personal injury damages. That's right. So they, they have to be making a lot of profit. Mm-hmm. It's, a good, it's a good point you raise. Where's that money going? Yeah. I don't know right now. Um, I haven't thought about that for a while, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it is a very good point. Because we're getting these rebates every once in a while. It's well, $130 a while. or $112. And compared to $1,300 that each person is, and there's some people who are paying over $2,600 uh, 
per year insurance. Yeah. Now, what would they say? Well, they would say now we're offering so much more in benefits. Yeah. We're offering people up to millions. Yeah. Well, the reality is people don't use that much in, no. in benefits. There might be some cases, but it's not that frequent. I will, so, so I'll just take a case, my own case, okay? If I was hurt, I would not be able to take time off to go and get a physio treatment. Because once you get physio treatment, it is, you don't feel good right away. So you maybe feel good the following day, but your whole body is aching at that time. Mm -hmm. And so you've taken time off from work, half an hour to go to that place, an hour to get your treatment, or half an hour to get your treatment, and half an hour to come back. So two hours gone. Yeah. So you're not going to go that much. No. Yeah. Um, so just getting back to what we were talking about, well, who else can make claims? Well, yeah. the other time somebody can still make a claim is if the person who hits you is involved in a criminal activity, they're convicted of a criminal offense during the course of their driving. Wow. So that would be something like if somebody was convicted of impaired driving under the criminal code when they struck you. Now that's pretty rare. That's million in one. Yeah, it's rare because normally the police will just provide uh, a penalty according to the provincial legislation. That's right as opposed to having to go to the criminal code, right? Yeah. So it's, you're, I think you're getting a sense of this. It's a pretty, oh. pretty rare circumstance now where you can make a, a personal injury claim. So since May 1st, 2021, with no fault, hardly anyone can make any claim against ICBC. So ICBC has taken themselves out of all claims. And ICBC is saying, okay, we've hired people who can tell you whether you should go and get, um, you know, massage therapy done or physiotherapy done or whatever. Yeah, and that's for personal injuries. Yeah. But they're still an insurance company. Mm. So sometimes insurance companies don't pay benefits they're supposed to pay. Right. And then you can still bring a claim against them for that. But the thing with ICBC is if you have that type of a claim, so you're not talking about personal injuries anymore. We're not talking about if you've got soft tissue injury, if you've got, um, you know, those types of claims. But let's say the benefits that they are supposed to provide you. So, for example, physio. Or let's say um, to hire somebody to help you around the house. Mm. If they don't provide those things, mm. then they're breaching their contract to mm. you. So what you can do in that situation, though, is you're, you've got to go to the CRT to make that claim. Mm. So you can't, you're not supposed to go to the courts to make that claim. Mm. You've got to make it to, to this specific tribunal hmm. that's been set up by the government to deal with these claims and, and some other claims. Do you know how many claims go there to these special units? The CRT? CRT. Um, I don't know. Next no. time next time I'm on, yeah. we'll, I'll, I'll have a look at it, and I'll, and I'll give you a kind of a summary as to what kind of ICBC cases are going there. But I did that quite some time ago. I don't know if you recall. It was, it was a, a number of months ago. And I wanted to see, was there any CRT decisions which interpreted the law? Mm. And there wasn't a lot of them. There, there was, at that time, there was a couple of them in terms of minor injury determinations and things like that. But that was some time ago. Isn't so I think, that, I think that's a great topic. So we'll, next yeah, time we'll talk about that. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Yeah. Um, Mel is in the studio, 604-280-1200, 604-299-8863. Mel, let's take a short commercial break. I want to talk about family law as well. Sounds good. Okay. 
स्पाइस रेडियो और रेडियो रूम जो हम सुन रहे हैं गपशप का प्रोग्राम है मेल चौधरी सिमसन थॉमस एंड एसोसिएट्स की तरफ से हमारे साथ हैं एंड वी कॉल कॉलर ऑन लाइन फोर लाइन फोर थैंक यू फॉर कॉलिंग हाउ आर यू डूइंग Okay so I wanted to I'm waiting I was waiting anxiously for this call I wanted to make a comment I uh, uh somebody ran the red light on me about a year ago no fault of mine my vehicle which is a truck suffered uh, damage in excess of 25000 so I've been going through treatments but it has been such a hellish experience with ICBC trying to approve my physio my chiropractor uh and uh, my acupuncture treatments and most recently i have been having difficulty with them returning my emails or phone calls and i have been told they don't pay for anything except uh, for pain except for functionality issues and this is quite very different from what the government is preaching the government is saying if you are in, in an accident we will give you treatment until you're healed and what they are doing out there is totally something so different than what the government is preaching and it is unfair for the people that play exorbitant amount of money to buy insurance for their personal protection and i've been having a hellish time I also throw a sort of advice of legal counsel on this matter and they said unless you can prove through CT scan or MRI that you've had a broken bone then the ICBC will you can the case doesn't hold any water. Well, imagine a dodge truck being whipped sideways or somebody is drunk running a red light and I've been suffering like anything with you know soft tissue injury a uh, functionality issues my i i can't do sports i can't do gym sleeping is a difficulty i spend my own personal money in excess of $4000 to find a bed that's got a lift kit in there so i could sleep a little bit so i wanted to leave this comment if you i'll welcome your response to this your caller i i'd be interested what what was the date of your accident you just have to tell me was it on may 1st 2021 or before that yes yes it was after that may 21st 2021 Oh no. You know, on on that day. On on May 21st. Yes. Holy macro. Did you Oh my god. So caller was was it on May 1st, 2021? No, it's May 21st. 20, okay. 21. Okay. So it's unfortunate, right? Because your your accident through no fault of your own happened after the the cutoff date. And it's not an uncommon story. Like I you know, I get calls from prospective clients and they tell me about what's ha- what's going on and your story is not an uncommon one what you've got to do though is just keep on them um so hopefully one of these adjusters that you'll get will be somebody who'll be more prompt and and listen to you and and you know provide some service good service for you but until you do that you've got to continue to follow up with them that's the only way to to get what you need in terms of therapy and rehab expenses. It sounds like you're doing sounds like you're doing that, but it's frustrating. Yeah, it is. It is. I'm just at my wits end on this issue because even ICBC I tried to call them so many times to talk to a manager to sort of voice my concerns. You think that pick up the phone and 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 I I hope to go the government dissolves ICBC because what in its 
true essence is theft from people. It's yeah. disenfranchising people that are paying so much money for insurance. Yeah, Calder, one thing I'd be interested in, like, so when they were rolling this out, the no-fault system, the whole uh, sell was you're going to get so much in terms of these benefits and um, you know, you're going to be paying less premiums. So it, it's tough because that's what this, the sell was, right? And But, but yeah. he's not getting that. No, he's not no, getting no, that. No, I'm, I'm not even getting the, the treatment. Forget about the, the ability to look at my concerns. You know, it, it's like I'm in a third world country waiting in the lineup for days to get a response from somebody. My second question also is what is this $5,000 ceiling amount and how is that resolved? So if your accident was before or after May 1st, 2021, you wouldn't have access to that. So that's for people involved in accidents um, after April 1st, 2019 until May 1st, 2021. So for people involved in an accident before May 1st, 2021, you could get up to $5,500 for pain and suffering. But that's no longer available to you because your accident was after uh, the cutoff date. Wow. Yeah. So it's, it's, like I said, it's just unfortunate because if your accident was in April of 2021, you know, it's not a lot, but at least you can get 5500 for pain and suffering. But on top of that, you can get well, your income loss. I that in the bed I, I spent $4,000 on, you know, but, but all, all things aside, I mean, my treat, it's a struggle to get my treatment. By the time they respond to me, I have missed uh, whatever through physio and massage, whatever improvements I've made, I regress again. Then I have to start again. And it's, it is just unbelievable what the government is doing. They preach something else on media, but in actuality what really happens, it's just unbelievable. It's just, I think it is daylight theft from people that pay exorbitant amounts of money to buy insurance. This is they shoving this down their throat and they're lying to the general public saying we're going to give you treatment when they don't really want to do that. And this latest thing now is unless you have a functionality issue, you could suffer and cry in pain. They won't give you a dick all for it. Pardon my expression. Yeah. Sorry. I'm sorry you're going through this, caller. Okay, thank you so much. Thank you for your thoughts. Ooh. So he's not the only one. He's the one who called the station and, you know, aired his views. Well, you know, it, it is nice to hear from somebody who's actually going through it. Yes. Because, you know, it, it's one thing for us to talk about it. Yeah, it makes it real. Yeah. It does make it real. Well, um, I wanted to talk a little bit about your current passion, which is family law, um, and we've only got about three minutes, so I'm just going to ask you, I'm going to ask you two questions, and can we talk about them next time as well? Can people represent themselves rather than hiring uh, a lawyer for family law cases? Should they do that, or they shouldn't? Yeah, it really depends. Mm. Um, now, one one issue is if you're dealing with uh, trying to resolve your family law problems. Mm -hmm. Let's say you're negotiating with your partner or mm -hmm. ex-partner. The big issue is, well, how do you know if it's a fair agreement or not mm -hmm. if you don't really know what you're entitled to? Mm -hmm. So 
you know, for example, um, do you know how property should be divided? Do you know how the debts of each individual should be divided or taken into account? What about pensions? Mm. What about if someone got uh, an inheritance during the marriage? Mm. What if they brought something into the marriage? Mm. So there's so many issues that if you don't even know what the issues are, how are you going to negotiate a, a fair agreement between the two of you? Now, that's not to say that people should never do these things on their own, mm-hmm. right? Obviously, if, if you're well-equipped to do it, if you're able to do it, you're knowledgeable about these things, and you don't mind dealing with the court system on your own, and let's say money is a, you know, money's an issue, mm. then, you know, you, for sure, pe- people have done it. Some people have done it successfully. But a lot of times it could it could be more harmful than than beneficial to you. Yeah, you might what you might want to do is get some initial advice, of course, and then maybe make a decision based on that. Okay, here's a silly question: If uh, a couple split up and they've got a pet, who gets the pet? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this I've seen this more often. Yeah, recently, kind of raised in the news. No kidding. Yeah, and I I noticed that there's one lawyer who does. She's an animal lawyer, animal rights lawyer. Oh, animal activist, okay. Yeah, so that's kind of really interesting, right? Because you could tell it must be this person's passion that, you know, probably growing up they love their pets and and now they're applying it to their career. So Mm. that's that's really, uh, you know, it's really interesting and I think it must be really great for that person to do that. Mm. But just in terms of how pets are treated, they're treated like property. Oh. Now, is that right? Is that wrong? I don't know. But what I could say is this is how the law deals with pets. Wow. Okay, so we've got a lot of stuff to talk next time. Right. And if people have questions like our caller did, um, they can also call you. Yeah, and you know, sometimes, especially with family law, it's, yeah. these things are very private, right? So right. I, I know and I appreciate you're not going to want to talk on the radio about these things. Right. So feel free to, to give me a call. Yes. And the number at the firm is 604-689-8888. Mel, I thank you very much for coming to the studios today. Thank you for having me. It's always a, a pleasure seeing you in person. Uh, Mel Chaudhary is with Simpson Thomas and Associates, uh, 604-689-8888. With that, we come to the end of our show. We'll be here tomorrow, and Sadhna is going to be our guest today. Sadhna Ji is going to be doing your tarot reading, and that's going to happen tomorrow, 16th of September. Stay tuned for the Drive Home Grind with DJ Flight and Maya right here on Spice Radio, and your requests with Nutan on Radio Rimchim.